Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Today on the newscast, could a longtime global hotspot be heating up once again? We've got the latest on North Korea and its relationship with Iran. That's next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. We've been talking about three global hotspots in particular so far in 2022. Number one, of course, Russia, which has some 100,000 troops massed on its border with Ukraine right now, and Western officials fear an invasion could be imminent in the early months of this year. Number two, China and Taiwan. I said on the newscast live stream on Wednesday that after the Beijing Olympics wrap up in February, all bets are off the table. Perhaps the communist regime in Beijing is thinking of accelerating its plans to bring Taiwan back under its control now that there is weak leadership in Washington, D.C. So that's definitely a major issue on the geostrategic front that we are following right now. And of course, number three, the Iranian regime, its nuclear program, and the possibility in the not so distant future of a regional war involving Iran and its proxies and Israel. So we've been watching all of that very closely and rightly so, but there is one persistent thorn in the side of the United States, of the West, of the free world, That has been rather quiet by their standards as of late, but certainly has not gone away, and that is North Korea. Kim Jong-un's regime reared its head once again this week on Wednesday, January 5th, conducting a ballistic missile test, firing the missile off its east coast into the Sea of Japan and putting the world on notice once again. Hey, since 2012, when Kim Jong-un came to power in the north, They have conducted six nuclear tests and some 62 ballistic missile tests. Kim Jong-un reportedly has anywhere between 12 and 60, according to some estimates, nuclear weapons at his disposal. The big question that Western intelligence officials have been discussing for years now, at least the past few years, is okay, the North has the bomb. They have nuclear weapons Do they have the intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs, to deliver those nuclear weapons to, say, the west coast of the United States? God forbid. That's the big question. We don't have any firm confirmation on that in terms of does the North possess ICBMs. But certainly, they have shown a willingness to share their missile technology with other nasty actors around the world including Syria. If you think back to 2007 when Israel took out Bashar al-Assad's nuclear reactor, that reactor was supplied by North Korea. And of course, the Iranian regime, which has had a very cozy relationship with North Korea over the years, including Mohsen Fakhrizadeh. Remember him, the nuclear mastermind in Iran, really the godfather of their nuclear program and Iran's missile development program. 
he reportedly traveled to North Korea before his death in November uh, 2020 and met with North Korean officials about working together on missile development, which brings us to today. We had the ballistic missile test this week. The North has said that they have hypersonic missiles. Again, that is not confirmed. This is North Korean boasting. They said in the past that they conducted a hypersonic missile test. What are hypersonic missile uh, missiles? We've talked about this on the newscast in regards to China. The Chinese regime conducted one of these tests back in August. These are missiles that travel at greater speed and at a low altitude. Basically, folks, they are very difficult to shoot down, more difficult, much more than your average ballistic missile. And these hypersonic missiles can be mounted with a nuclear warhead. China seems they have them. Russia has been boasting for years now about their hypersonic missile capability. Does the North have this capability? And if they do, would they be willing to share it with the Iranian regime? That's a nightmare scenario, folks, and it is entirely plausible. Again, Iran, North Korea, very close relationship over the years, certainly swapping military a missile, perhaps even nuclear technology for sure. There have been reports of Iranian scientists, not just Fakhrizadeh, but other Iranian scientists present for some of these North Korean nuclear and missile tests over the years. Hey, Iran has a massive, by the way, ballistic missile stockpile, probably the largest in the Middle East, short-range, long-range missiles, medium-range missiles, missiles that can reach Saudi Arabia, uh, Israel, even parts of Europe, but intercontinental ballistic missiles, folks, they do exactly what their name says. They are designed to travel across continents, to travel across oceans, and you develop them for one reason and one reason only, to mount them with a nuclear warhead. And those ICBMs aren't for Saudi Arabia, Israel, even Europe. The ICBMs, the intercontinental missiles, are for the United States. Make no mistake about it. In the case of North Korea, and Iran. So it makes perfect sense that these strange bedfellows, again, North Korea, a communist atheistic regime, and the regime in Tehran, a radical Islamic regime, would work together. But in the meantime, to give you an idea of the boldness, the increasing boldness of the enemies of Israel, America, and the West in the wake of Afghanistan, the Iranian regime today, Friday, January 7th, uh, showcased some of its ballistic missiles in Tehran, and they said these are the exact missiles or the same sort of missiles that were used back in January 2020, January 8th, 2020, to be precise, the missiles we fired at the U.S. base in Iraq in the wake of the death of Qasem Soleimani. Now, that's been the big story all week that we have reported here on the newscast. The Iranian regime's, number one, commemoration, almost deification of the not-so-dearly-departed terror master Qasem Soleimani, who was eliminated in a U.S. airstrike back in January 2020. The Iranian regime commemorating the two-year anniversary of his death. Again, almost deifying him. Statues of him around the country, uh, banners. But not only that, vowing revenge for the death of Soleimani. That's been the consistent theme throughout the week by the Iranian regime, Hezbollah, and those other Iranian-linked actors. We saw Iran... Uh, carry out drone and rocket attacks or Iranian proxies in Iraq and Syria against U.S. soldiers there. Thankfully, those attacks were not successful. No one was injured or killed, but it shows you that Iran 
is, again, becoming more bold in its challenges to the West and brandishing these ballistic missiles today. Remember, the retaliation for Soleimani's death in the immediate wake of his death was Iran firing several ballistic missiles at that U.S. base in western Iraq uh, and causing some brain injuries among U.S. soldiers, by the way. This was nothing to sneeze at, to say the least, but they are continuing to boast about that attack, brandishing these missiles today. As we go into the weekend, don't let this be a burden to you. Don't be discouraged or worried because God Almighty still sits on the throne. I'm putting my trust in Him in these tumultuous times we live in right now. They are Bible times. They are perilous times, but they are Bible times. And evil is on the move, certainly, and we're documenting it for you here on the newscast every day, but God is on the move as well. So take heart, put your trust in Him. Have a great weekend. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.